Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. Now, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Oilers and Eskimos. 630 Chad. Bakersfield Condors taking on the Stockton Heat. That one will start in about an hour. Season winding down for the Condors. Your scoreboard tonight presented by Crystal Glass. For all your glass needs, you can call 310glass.ca. Thanks for tuning in. Bottom of the sixth inning. The Yankees have tied it up 2-2 now. Jays are batting two out. With the runner on first, Russell Martin is at the plate. The playoffs in the NHL will start tomorrow. We'll be keeping you updated on those scores, of course, every night here on Inside Sports. As uh, we get closer to the Stanley Cup Final, we'll be bringing you some live action from the Stanley Cup playoffs, so that's also fun. To uh, help tee things up, the host of Hockey Central on Sportsnet. Our old buddy Jeff Merrick joins us on Inside Sports on 630 Chad. Jeff, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? It is always a pleasure, Reed. How are you today, sir? I'm doing great. Now, do you have a cot set up at the Sportsnet studios? A, a, bro- <laughs> a broom closet that you can move into? What's going on? No, that would be the domain of Strombo, Rudy, Elliot, and uh, and Kipper. They're going to be the main anchor depth going for your college game day feel from uh, from the earliest puck drop to the last whistle, the last buzzer, those are the, going to be the guys going wire to wire. I, I kind of get off easy this year, uh, just doing radio every day. But uh, there's going to be some, um, by the end of it, I mean, there always is. I mean, you just get bagged. There'll be some, some well-deserved rings underneath the eyes uh, of all the guys on the main desk. Yeah, no kidding. But you're actually going to get to go home at night, eh? It's nice. You know, I, I was saying this to my wife the other day. It's like, ah, I kind of like a bigger role, you know, kind of a drag. But she's like, but you get to see the kids every night. So I can't complain about that. I get to see the kids at night, watch hockey games, get them to school in the morning. And at the end of it, Reed, I watch hockey games and talk about it. Nobody wants to hear me complain about my job. I, I'm robbing the bank and I don't even have to wear a mask. Yeah, I know that feeling. Let me ask you this, though. Since you will be, uh, you know, super dad for the next well, hopefully for a long time, but especially the next two mm-hmm. months. What I, I, I know we've talked about your kids before. I think they're relatively young. Do you need to sit yeah. them down and say, okay, usually <laughs> six there's four. six and four. So, so they're old yeah. enough to know what the playoffs are, especially the six-year-old. Do you need to explain, oh, yeah. okay, there's no Canadian team this year. This is kind of unusual. <laughs> you know, Don't pick an American team as your favorite. You've got to be patient. How are you going to deal with this? You know what? We've already had the talk. It's so <laughs> funny because – my six-year-old is a huge fan of, wait for it, the Montreal Canadiens. No, my wife and I have no idea why. No, we just think that he likes the color red. And that's the first team that I identified with when he was a kid. Uh, it, was, it was Montreal and Washington. 
And now he's all about the Montreal Canadiens. Having said that, so we had the conversation about what the playoffs are and which teams made it in and which teams didn't. And two weeks ago, he saw a YouTube video of Tyler Sagan and Jamie Benn doing trick shots. And ever since then, he's been a huge Dallas Stars fan. So our house has now turned into from Montreal Canadian Central. It's Dallas Stars Central. So we've got a new favorite here in the household. It's uh, it's the Dallas Stars in front and center. Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan are the new two heroes in the house. It just changed that quickly, eh? Wow. Oh, just like, you know, Fairweather fans, man. I'm like, really, <laughs> you're bailing on your team that fast, TJ? Come on. <laughs> that's, Good Lord, man. That, that's great. Well, first of all, Jeff, I mean, thanks for sharing your disappointment with your son to the dozens of Inside <laughs> Sports listeners, or perhaps dozen, but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, that's 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 great. Well, you know what? Uh, unfortunately, I mean, there, some of the Canadian. I mean, Edmonton's ten years. That's a ge- that's a generation of fans of kids yeah. that you know haven't really seen seen a playoff game. And and some of the other Canadian teams, they don't have the same sort of drought, but they have the same sort right. of. I mean, the Leafs were in one series that they let slip away, and I mean, Calgary had last year, but well, they, they've had a poor. You yeah. know, so it's it's everywhere, unfortunately, me, to some degree. Let me ask you this question, though. Do you still see kids in the rink? See, this is this is the big one. Like, have, have kids and, um, and and new families been priced out of going to all those games? Because the one thing in Toronto, and this is going back to when, you know, Ray Tannenbaum and Richard Petty ran the Maple Leafs and the Ontario Teachers Pension owned it. One of the things they're really sensitive about is the team continued to miss the playoffs and was a negative story. What they were concerned about was the Toronto Maple Leafs were essentially skipping a generation that there's a whole generation of, of, uh, of young hockey fans that weren't able to have the game day experience, whether it's playoffs or not, because the ticket prices were too high. And they're trying to figure out a way. And I know they talked to Chicago about this because, you know, John McDonough has done a great job making sure that there's a differently priced seats uh, and then always making sure there's room for kids to get into the building for that, you know, that, you know, the 12-year-old that goes to a hockey game today becomes your season ticket holder a dozen years from now. But they need to have that experience when they're young and need to have it at those impressionable ages well before they hit their teens. So I don't know what it's like in Edmonton, Reed, but in Toronto, they've been sensitive about that for a long time because for the longest time as well, a lot of kids and a lot of younger, younger hockey fans have just been priced out of going to hockey games. Well, I think that's a, that's a good point, and that's a valid concern. Um you know, the, the, it's expensive to go to a hockey game in Edmonton. I don't think it's at sure. the level in Toronto, but, I mean, the, all the Canadian teams, right, are going to have some of the higher yeah. ticket prices because they know they can get the money. Yeah. And I, I think you you raise a good point. Do I see families at the hockey game? Uh, sure, I do. I mean, I see kids coming into Oilers games. I, I can't compare it to 10, 15 years ago because I wasn't going to a lot of games then. But, but I think you make a, a, a concern, and, I mean, that's why you, a lot of families will say, well, I can take my kid to a couple of Eskimos games or I can take him to a U of A game, and right. is it as affordable to go see the Oilers or the Maple Leafs? Now, the the thing is, with TV and with your station, I mean, you guys have such blanket hockey. There's still, yeah. I think there's still a connection through the, mm-hmm. the tube. It's not a tube anymore, but through the flat screen, right, that, yeah. that, that I think still allows kids to get pulled into it. Um, yeah. And certainly... That's a, that, that's a, actually, can we pause on that for one second, Reed? Because you hit on something really important here. and really As the game is more and more better, and it's enhanced with, you know, secondary 
the screens and following along on the internet and when you watch, you know, Game Center, you know, the enhanced views and, and pick your view and all that. There is a real sensitivity now. I know in some sports, and we're getting this way in hockey, that actually because the the presentation of the game and the experience of it itself at home is so thorough and so good, you wonder at what point that hurts ticket sales and that hurts the live events. It's it's a sensitivity in other sports that you're starting to see now creep into hockey. Like more and more, I'm not sure about you, but more and more I continue to hear, eh, why do I want to go to the game? I can just watch it all at home and follow along online and be be part of a community I don't need to go to a dozen games a year. I can go to a couple and I'll be fine. Well, that's a great point. And, and I mean, hockey is still, to me, Jeff, there's still a lot in hockey that you want to see that goes on away from the puck and you get a better sense yep. of this, the speed and the, the spacing between the players and all that kind of stuff. Um, I mean, there are some sports, you know, football. Football's perfect yeah. for TV, right? There's great. a play. Oh. You you nailed it. Made for it. Yeah. yeah I, I would argue. I would argue that, you know, I, I think there's there's plenty still to be gleaned by going, and I think there's, it's not just for your eyeballs. I think it's for your ears as well. Like if you just close, ever done this? Close your eyes at a hockey game and just listen to it. It sounds fantastic. Like it is a glorious game just to listen to, for a second. That's the one thing. I remember talking to a, a visually impaired person who is a huge hockey fan and will go to the games. I remember talking to him once and I said, you know, I don't want to sound disrespectful and I, I don't want to sound like I'm not being sensitive, but why do you go to hockey games? You can't see what's going on. I said, I love the way it sounds. I get a sense of, I get a sense of the crowd and where the puck is. And, uh, I, I love the way the, the skates sound on the ice. I love the crossbar. I love a shot going off the glass. I love hearing the guys calling for the puck at the live event. To me, I think one of the things that we don't talk about enough we talk about how great it looks and how fast it is. I don't think we talk enough about how great it sounds, Reed. I think that's a great point. And, you know, how a big hit sounds, how a goal post yeah. sounds, how the skate sound, you know, when a guy's really, really going. That, 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 is, that is a really great point. And the hockey rink is, I mean, hockey rinks are huge. But even if you're up high, yeah. you can still hear a lot of that stuff. You're not totally yeah. distanced away from it like you might be in a 100,000-seat seat stadium so yeah and you can and you can still hear the, still hear the guys swearing at each other on the ice I mean, what's more beautiful in family than that <laughs> right, that's what truly makes it a, a family event uh well the playoffs are going to be fun the first round always seems to have the most for for the senses so uh we look forward to that on sportsnet Jeff. Mm-hmm. before i let you go we're going to do something fun here tonight you were the first person to play this game that I've decided okay. we're going to do periodically with guests who live outside the city of Edmonton. You've been a loyal right. Ched guest going back four or five years when Love I was it. producing Oilers now. I, d- I can't yeah. remember the last... You've, you've been to Edmonton, have you not? Oh, oh yeah, a bunch of times. Yeah, okay. I love it there. Yeah, I, the, I, I, I'll tell you, I, I was telling the story last week, as, you know, a couple weeks ago, as, as Rexall closed. The game day experience in Montreal, 7.01 Eastern on a Saturday night, is something every single hockey fan should experience, but I have never experienced a louder more raucous crowd than the 206 Stanley Cup run. Got to go to games against San Jose and against Anaheim. I have never heard a louder building than that one during those series. Well, people are going to love to hear that. All right, here's our new feature for Jeff Merrick. Okay. Three questions about Edmonton, non-sports related. Okay. The, the first one, I'm going <laughs> to give you a plus or minus of two years, off by two years either direction, okay? Okay, all right. What year did West Edmonton Mall open, Jeff? Whoa, Edmonton Mall. I, since since you've been like, here, 
you, for, I'm, I'm close enough for that 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 prick from Ontario. Do we still get it enough? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see how you do on the other two. We'll see how you do on the other okay. two. Okay. Uh, All right. What shape is the glass structure over top of our city hall? Oh, uh, I'm <laughs> It's a big oh, pointy nice. pyramid. Oh wait a minute! Is that, is that the building with? The, there's like three pyramids, aren't there? Oh, the, oh, that's the Matart Conservatory in the River Valley. That's okay. that's uh, where they have plants and stuff. Maybe some animals, oh, okay. too. I don't know. I don't, that's I gorgeous. That, that's really, I love driving by. That's beautiful there. All right. And what is the name of the main drag running east-west through downtown? It's an avenue. Jasper? Yes. Or White? Jasper. Oh, Jasper. Okay, yeah. I mean Jasper, of course. Yeah, Jasper. <laughs> you get three points for getting the last one right. So you're a winner, Jeff. Ding, ding, ding. Woo-hoo. Thanks, buddy. Wow. So I was your first victim. Yeah. Well, well, you know, you prove that a lot of people from Ontario are actually pretty smart. Uh, I have you fooled too, don't I, Reed? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I wish I wish I had more of a heads up. I would I would I would have uh, called up Wikipedia here on the old laptop really quickly and tried to my way through some of them. You could advance. All right. So, All right. future guest program listening right now. If you're a guest on on the program, brush up on Edmonton uh, politics, geography. Um, streets, uh, cultural artifacts, or just have Wikipedia open when Reed talks to you. Yeah, I'm sure people will, Jeff. Thanks for checking in tonight. Jeff Merrick from Sportsnet. Uh, we kind of we, we kind of went, uh, didn't talk as much about the playoffs as we thought, but we great story told, first of all, Matthew, about talking to a visually impaired hockey fan, and he tactfully said, you know, why do you go to the games? And the person said, just because they sound so great. So I thought that was uh, neat. And we started talking about, you know, Canadian fans, uh, younger fans, not seeing their teams in the playoffs, all that kind of stuff, the cost of fans. Uh, Small Town Jeff says, hey, Reed, I could never justify bringing my sons to an Oilers game. The price is too high. Uh, And uh, Jeff says, I'm at home listening to how affordable it is for families to go to the game which they are not. You show me one family of four or more going to an Oilers game, and that's how out of touch the Oilers and the media are with reality. Well, actually, we, we, we were talking about the price of, of the games going up, and Jeff said, how many kids do you see at games? I see kids at games. I do see families at games. Do I see as many as maybe you're interested in going? Probably not. But I don't think, uh, I, I take a little bit of issue with the out of touch with the reality, Jeff. I think we were very much discussing reality and why it is that way. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. You can also text 630-630. Michael Oshry coming up in studio, Inside Sports on Chet. You're listening to 630 Chet Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. All right, good to have you tuning in tonight at 7.23. Got a couple of folks on the open line. Appreciate that. Bob, first off. Hey, Bob. Hey, Reed. How are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm doing great. Good. It's, I have to admit it's going to be very uh, disappointing not being able to see Canadian clubs in the, at least the first yeah. round. And I think the TV network's got to be just beating themselves up. It's, uh, there's going to be a substantial decline in viewership, certainly in north of the 49th parallel, and this is all about uh, advertising dollars and whatnot. But what I really want to talk about is the uh, how many years does Taylor Hall now? Next year he'll be, what, fifth year, sixth year with the U.S.? No, he just finished his sixth. Yeah, well, I guess given the fact the management, they put the same spin every year, we're going to get better, we're going to make the playoffs. 
how long will he go before he either requests or demands to trade? Because he's never going to see a Stanley Cup as long as he stays here, and there'll be others wanting to go too. I, I, I just can't believe that he hasn't wanted out, along with other players. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't, I don't know about that. I've never heard anything about him requesting a trade. I think certainly Taylor is frustrated. Um, I, I don't. I mean, he sounded pretty frustrated on Sunday, uh, and you probably heard the comments from some of the veterans saying, "Well, we understand that there's probably going to be change, and if it's us." Um, we can't control it. I don't know if, I don't know to what degree any of them want to leave. Um, like I think Everly would love to play with McDavid, and I got I, I always got the sense. I mean, guys are careful what they say. Um, I always I, I got the sense that Taylor Hall likes Todd McClellan more than he's liked any other coach. That's yeah, just I, the I sense agree. I get. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that. And but. but. It's a lot of stuff goes behind the scenes we don't hear about. I mean, these guys got to be frustrated. They uh, get picked first round and they come here. And like I say, it's just uh, who would we get for some of our key players? I mean, who's nobody wants to come here? It's a fact. They just we're a laughing stock. How can you go year after year getting first round draft picks and you can't even put together a team that can at least secure eighth place a playoff spot? It's mind boggling. It doesn't make any sense to me at all. No, well, I mean, it's a long answer to your question, Bob, and I'm sure you've heard me try to answer it on other nights, but but I hear what you're saying, man. Thanks for calling. Thank you. All right, and before we break here, uh, Wayne, you got about uh, a minute here, buddy. Go ahead. Yeah, I was, I was uh, fortunate enough to cross having season tickets to professional t- uh, sports team off my bucket list. Uh, I was, I'm a former se- season ticket holder for the Edmonton Eskimos, and i got to tell you, it's a fantastic experience seeing a game live. Mm-hmm. But it's also a huge commitment. You know, you, you buy those season tickets, and, and you're basically saying, okay, I'm giving up my life. You know, my, my recreation time, you know, instead of going camping out to the lake, oh, got to go to a football game. You know, because you spend a lot of money for some of those tickets. No, yeah, so I, I really hope that the sports teams aren't looking at that as a gauge for 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 attendance to their you know for their games. Now, did for I mean the Eskimos is a bit of a different commitment commitment because it's it's ten games or eleven if they get a playoff game. The Oilers would be forty one plus, you know, they, they get, the Oilers are forty four or forty five. So right. with, with Eskimos, did you ever sell them if you couldn't go, or did you just be like, okay, that's oh, going to be? I would a, I would I would donate them. I, I would, donate I would them, definitely yeah. donate them. They were they were good tickets, so of course yeah. they were higher end, but. Well, a lot of people these days share tickets, right? Even in hockey. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's uh, and, and we get them from our employer too if he can't go. Wayne, thanks for calling. No problem. Thanks. I love your show, man. Thank you. Appreciate that. All right, we got a very special guest in studio. We're going to talk uh, Oilers, talk sports, maybe a little bit of political heat as well. Michael Oshry, Ward Five Counselor, next. <laughs> This is Cam Talbot from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Chet. And we had Cam Talbot on this very program yesterday. Go to the Inside Sports page on 630Chet.com to get anything you might have missed from past shows, or go to the podcast page and sign up for the Inside Sports podcast. It's free, but Matthew and I accept donations. No, seriously, don't send us money. That wouldn't be right. Uh, this is Inside Sports on 630 Chet. The Blue Jays are now trailing the Yankees 3-2. That's in the bottom of the seventh. Update from the Allen Cup today. The Bentley Generals crushing Stony Creek out of Ontario 8-2. Bentley 1-0 will play 1-0 Il Deschain tomorrow night. Well, very special guest joining us in studio 
tonight. Uh, you're going to hear his title and maybe raise your eyebrows, but he is a huge sports fan, and we'll talk about that and some other things as well. Michael Oshry, Ward 5 City Councilor here in Edmonton. Michael, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Good evening. Yes, now you've been on almost every 6.30 Ched show. We uh, just got to get you on at night, or not night, uh, coast to coast, where they talk about right. the aliens overnight. Yeah, I've been on morning, afternoon, now evening, so almost 24 hours. Well, thanks for coming in. You, you know, I thought the, the Oilers season ended. Let's do something a little, a little different. Who's, who's somebody that is, you know, prominent in the community? Uh, and I notice you're 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 quite active tweeting about the Edmonton Oilers, aren't you? Yeah, I mean I've been a fan for my whole virtually my whole life, and uh, you know I kind of feel the pain that everybody else feels when they're doing poorly. And uh, I remember when they were doing great, and so it's you know it's part of the city, so uh, you know it's part of my part of my life, and so I'm I kind of enjoy following the team and. Uh, you know, have a you know have a hard time when they're not doing well, and uh, yeah, so I, I have no problem sort of spewing my opinion about it when people ask. Uh, now that you're, I mean, clearly as a sports fan, you would have friends, coworkers, and all that kind of stuff that you would talk sports with. Yeah. Is it different talking sports with people now that you're a counselor? I mean, it's a little bit. I mean, I got to be a little bit careful what I, what I say, but you know, I'm a pretty straightforward guy, so I don't mind. Uh, you know, if the team's doing crap, I don't mind saying that. Um, <laughs> but I do have to be a little bit. Uh, more careful and you know the one thing I don't really try to do now is just pick on individual players maybe like I used to uh, but I got no problem um, you know bad mouthing the team if they're not up to stuff but uh, yeah it's a little bit different but but not a whole lot but you might have to be shaking a player's hand at an event or something yeah. like that or asking him if he'll he'll help out with a civic event or something that's like right that. so you gotta, you gotta be nice to them and then, I mean I've met a, I met a few of the players now and a, and a few of the players in the past and you know they're uh, for the most part well-meaning guys and yeah they're all uh, human beings yeah, right and, and they're good guys but you know so you gotta be you gotta be uh, reasonable to them it's it's their job it's like it's like my job you know people often tell me I'm doing really bad and uh, you know it doesn't feel great and so I'm sure it's the same thing with those guys if you tell if they if someone tells them they're they're not doing great I'm sure they take it personally to some degree and so you know I, I kind of appreciate that a little bit now with the, with the role that I'm in I, I, I assume and, I, and, and, I, and I've seen your your tweets where you're frustrated for sure and I, I mean I hear from fans all the time and, and they should be frustrated given how the seasons have gone but I wonder if you feel there's you know, because you're a counselor, a bit of a leadership responsibility. Because here, here's my thing. I wonder, you know, well, people might take cues. It's like, well, if this this guy's a counselor and he's using this type of language on Twitter, I guess I can do it. And conversely, if and hopefully it's soon, the team gets good, you probably wouldn't want to be the arrogant guy running down other cities and and crowing about it too, right? So there's yeah. that fine line to walk. Yeah, there's a fine line, but you know, the the Oilers are a huge part of the city as are the Eskimos. I mean, obviously, I would argue the Oilers are, are more so. Um, and so they're an important part of the city, and there's a big, not everybody, but there's a big percentage of the population that kind of identify with the Oilers in Edmonton, and uh, uh, they're a big part of the city. So it's it's kind of important. It's important, and people pay attention. And so when they're doing badly, it kind of does affect the city, I think. Uh, and when they're doing well, it, it's, you know, it's, it's the opposite. So they're an important part of the city, and, and I think it's going to be that way for, for a long time. Yeah, it does, it does tie into the mood, doesn't it, whether, whether, yeah. we, whether we like it or not. I, yeah, it does. And there, I mean, there is, a, there is a big, I mean, people that are, that are sports, really aren't sports fan might not appreciate it, but there, are, there is a large percentage of the population that don't follow the Oilers, and probably more than people think. But that being said, you know, I would argue the majority do. And and uh, so when the Oilers are doing bad, it does affect the mood in the city, especially when we, you know, th in the wintertime when it's uh, January, February, and uh, the team's out of it, not doing great. It, you know, it does affect the, the mood of the city, I think. Yeah, I, I've noticed, and, and, and you're right. I mean, look, I, I host a sports show. I've loved sports all my life, so I've always had other sports fans in my life, both, yeah. you know, even going back to a kid. 
both my parents are are into sports you know so it's it's something i would talk about with with both of them um but you're right there there are people who you know aren't won't watch games but but i but i do think when there's such a dominant team like the Oilers, even the non-sports people still have a general awareness of the recent results. You know, even yeah. if they're not that invested in it. Yeah, no, that no, that's a that's a fair comment. I, it's, it, it, the Oilers are a unique um, entity in the sense that for, for a city like Edmonton, they they really are uh, a, a huge identifier for the city. So so you're right. I mean, even the people that don't really follow the Oilers, if the Oilers are doing greater, you know, on the Stanley Cup run that they were ten years ago. Uh, people people realize that and they feel that in the city and there's an energy in the city and it, you know so when they aren't doing well like they haven't in the last 10 years it does affect the mood of the city um, especially in the wintertime in terms of the, this season I'm talking to you I'm now I'm just talking to Michael Oshry the, the the sports fan yeah. was this season um, because it's interesting to me uh, you know when fan interaction that I get I get same old same old and I also get no, McClellan and Shirelli are different. Was anything different for you this season? Was there was there any glimmer of hope? Yeah, you know there actually was. You know, I go to I go to uh, I share uh, season tickets with my family, and so I end up going and kind of have a busy schedule, so I don't go to some of the games I have tickets for. But I probably go to a half a dozen games or so a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually felt this year that the team was like they improved a ton. You know, they were one or two goals out of the games. But I mean, I remember two three years ago, or even last year. You'd be sitting there in the middle of the second period, period. They'd be over. down by four goals, yeah. and you just knew they weren't going to go anywhere near the net. So I think there's a there was a substantial difference. Uh, I mean, obviously not in their record, but just in the in the feel of the games that you that they were in the games, and they could have won more. You know, it wouldn't have taken much for them to win a few more than they did. And but I just think just the vibe in the arena, or when you're watching on TV, that like they're actually in the games to some degree, which is a a big change for I would argue the last what six seven years. I can't remember a whole lot of games that they that they were in. What were your expectations for this season? Shirelli said he was hoping to get to 82 points. I didn't think they'd make the playoffs, but I hope maybe they could get into the mid-80s. So, I mean, both yeah. those, they, they wound up, points-wise, they wound up being far off. Yeah, I th- well, I thought they would actually, on, uh, on standing-wise, I thought they would do better than they did. Uh, I actually didn't think McDavid would be as good as he was. Right. I thought he'd be good, but I didn't realize he was that good. And, you know, I remember going to one of the games at the beginning of the year when he was playing, and it was unbelievable. And so... Um, but I did think overall the team would 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 do better. Um, obviously their record was crap, and uh, but they were in the games, and so I'm I'm hopeful um, that next year, you know, there's always next year, right? Well, and, that's what I would yeah. say. I mean, if if you're not a you're not a sports fan, if you're not hopeful for next yeah. year, regardless of where your team finished, yeah, right. You should always be. If you're not a sports fan, if you're not hopeful for next year, did you get to meet McDavid? Uh, no, I haven't met him yet. I met a few of the other guys, but I haven't I haven't met him yet. Um, um, but you know, I'm I'm hoping one day one day I will. I mean, he seems like a like a good kid. I mean, he's a kid. It's hilarious when you know I saw him on TV last night when he was uh, hanging out with the uh, minor hockey kids. I think it was last night. Yeah. Before. Yeah. And just watching him and like you know he looks like he's 19 years old. Like he looks like yes. a kid. So it's kind of it's kind of funny as you get older, the new pl- the new players that come into the to the league you, they look younger every year, right? So, uh, um, but you know he's obviously. Uh, Unbelievable player and seems like a good person and so uh, you know I think he's I think he's going to do great things for the team but I also think he's going to be a really good ambassador for the city which is important. Yeah, good way to put it. You th- I mean, it, it sounds very much like from what Shirelli and McClellan said over the last couple of days that McDavid's going to be the captain in, in the fall. You fine with that? Um, you know, I'm not sure. You know, I know I think, Cro- I think Crosby was the captain right away, wasn't he? Yeah, and Landis got got it very yeah. young as so, well. So you yeah. know, I mean, on one hand, if you had a guy who was a bit older and 
maybe you gave it to him for a couple of years. I don't know who that would be. Um, but, you know, I, I mean, but, but McDavid does seem to be a bit uh, unusual in the sense that he does seem to have his head on his shoulders maybe a bit more than the average 19-year-old. Um, so I'm not sure it's a bad mistake either way. Um, but I, I'm now, I wouldn't say it was a given that they, they should give it to him. I mean, he, obviously he should get it in a couple of years, if not now. So uh, I'm kind of I'm torn. Are you, uh, I mean, look, if, if uh, I don't know which talk show you listen to or if you have time, but I mean, you know the dialogue about the, the defense and the $6 million players. Are you, as, as an Oilers fan, are you ready to part with one or two of Hall, Nugent, Hopkins, or, or Everly? Is, is it time to set that yeah. ship out and let it sail? Yeah, I mean, in my opinion, you got to do something. I mean, the, the, the team just hasn't, I mean, they've improved this year. Um, I think McDavid had a huge, huge say in that. But I mean, they've improved, but there's just something not right. And you know, I'm, I'm, no, I'm no expert. I don't know what that is. But at some point, you got to mix it up. And uh, you know, I'm not sure who specifically they should, uh, they should trade, and or you know, and you got to make sure you get something back that's worthwhile. But you know, it just can't keep going the same. It's going. It's been, it's been a long time. You know, Hall's been here for a few years now, um, and you just, you got to do something different. So um, at some point. You know, it might be the wrong decision, but man, if you kept it the same and they had another bad year next year, um, you're going to have the same yep. conversation and be a year later and start having contract issues and stuff like that. So I, I just think you got to do something. Did you get to go to the Rexall Place farewell game? Uh, no, I didn't have my like, split tickets, so I didn't get, oh, that. You didn't I get did, that. I didn't one? get that one, but I, I watched it on TV actually. And uh, I was at that Oiler event last year where they had when uh, um, Paul was in town. Where they had all the players, not all, not all the old old players. The, the but 30th anniversary, yeah. The 30th, yeah, yeah so, you know. So I've been to one of the events where they had the players speaking, and you know, I've met over the years. I met a lot of the old uh, Oilers from the 80s, the, the you know the you know Messi and Coffee and those guys, and uh, you know, so I've heard them speak and talk to those guys in the past, and uh, yeah, I mean, it was a it was a pretty cool event, and uh, but it's time. I think it's time that we start making some new uh, memories there because yeah, no it's, getting, it's getting a bit old. Do you have a favorite Oiler of all time? Uh, hey, that's a good question. Um, hmm, who would I pick? I mean, I mean, I could, I could cheese out and say Gretzky for sure. Um, but yeah, I would say he's he was the guy. I kind of liked, uh, I kind of liked Peter Klima. I mean, he was <laughs> he was the he was the laziest guy in the world. But but man, when he was good, he was good. And actually, the one guy now that I'm thinking about it, uh, actually, I really quite. If we sort of skip ahead, I kind of like Doug Waite. Is I was yeah, a, a I was a big big fan of his when he was around, and he played he was awesome player on a really bad team for. A lot of years that made that team, you know, average. So, um, but yeah, but I mean, so I've had a, I've had a few favorites over the years. Michael Oshry is the Ward Five City Councilor here in Edmonton. He's joined us in studio on Inside Sports. We're talking uh, Oilers. We'll talk a little bit about uh, the perception of Edmonton, and I'm supposed to ask you about the City of Champions yeah, sign. Oh uh, no! So we'll do that as we move along here. You can also text us to six thirty six thirty. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chad. All right, thanks for tuning in tonight. It's 751, still 3-2. The Yankees leading the Blue Jays. It's now into the bottom of the eighth. Kelly Moore from CJOB in Winnipeg coming up later. We're going coast to coast this week, checking in with other Canadian cities. And it's, of course, all about what went wrong because there are no Canadian teams in the playoffs. Michael Oshry, Ward 5 counselor, joining us in studio. Michael, thanks again for coming in. Ward 5, so where, where is that? Are you southwest? Yeah, so uh, it's basically west of the river and uh, south of the White Mud or West Edmonton Mall. Um, and then it goes all the way west across the Henday into the Hamptons and the Grange and Riverview New Area. 
So southwest corner of the city. Okay. Uh, well, let, let's before we get back to some more hardcore sports talk. Mm-hmm. Let, let's let's deal with this. What what? Because like I was following this story, but I couldn't have told you who was on what side of it. But Andrew Gross today was like, "Hey, make sure you ask him about the city of champions sign." Yeah. Andrew, so you were like, Andrew, it's got to go. Yeah, I mean, you know, it wasn't only me. I mean, council decided decided it, and, uh, you know, we talked to lots of the different people, and, uh, you know, it was just, uh, you know, council thought that it, it was time. I mean, uh, you know, people could argue whether it was it came about from the tornado and Lawrence Decor made a comment or, or the sports teams of the 80s. But, you know, you know, the way that we looked at it is that, you know, in the 80s, the city really was about... The Oilers and West Edmonton Mall, I would argue. And now the city is much more diverse. There's lots of interesting, exciting things here. And when you're trying to sort of market a city or trying to have an identity of the city, it's not about, and this might be the bad show to say this, but it's not about sports only. There's just, it's a, it's a pretty unique, diverse city. And when you're trying to get people to come here and, and, and to move here, you're trying to say, why Edmonton? The question is, why Edmonton? Why is Edmonton great? Um, you know, there's, I think there's five or six other city of champions in, in North America. Right. And there's lots of reasons why that doesn't just fit anymore. And I understand, again, there's a, a, you know, certain people that have a difference of opinion, and that's fine. Um, but but uh, council felt that this was it was time to move on, and we've got a whole bunch of interesting branding work coming, so maybe people don't realize that. That's uh, just going to be going to be more interesting and 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 when you're trying to sell the city internally or externally it's uh, it's time to move on and I'm you know I could argue you know all day you know w- what are the other uh, slogans I guess of other cities in Canada and I, I would argue most people don't know any of them I'm not even sure some of them have any I don't know any. Of yes them. because it doesn't actually you know so so there's lots of reasons you know I, I understand why people are attached to it and I totally get that but uh, you know, council felt it was time to move on and uh, let's put the city in a new light and uh, look at all the exciting things that are coming down the, the pipeline in the city. So f- first of all, you, you, you said maybe this is the bad show to say it on because it's all about sports. The show isn't all about sports. We also do have segments on beer. Right. Okay, so remember that, Michael. I like beer. <laughs> <laughs> so is there, a co- my cousin Dominique, that's a texture who calls yeah. himself that, he says, please ask him if there was a new sign put up, what would he call Edmonton? But are you saying that's not the point, though? Yeah, the point, you know, and slogans are a bit dated. So, you know, uh, councils on the view, and I totally agree, is, is you don't need a slogan. Not one little slogan is going to catch all what Edmonton's about anymore. Um, Edmonton is just, it's more complicated. It's a really diverse city now. There's lots going on. There's businesses and nonprofits and, and people doing all sorts of interesting, crazy things that I would argue wasn't the case 20 or 30 years ago. And, uh, you know, when I was in my early 20s, most of my friends left Edmonton and went to Toronto or Vancouver. And, uh, you know, I stayed. It was a great, great decision, I think. And a lot of those people are coming back. And now there's young people that are moving to Alberta and moving to Edmonton. And uh, it's just becoming a, a more interesting place. So I don't think you need a little, a little slogan or catchphrase or mantra to, to encompass what Edmonton's all about. Because I think we're about way more than one little phrase could, could, could uh, you know, catch. I mean, did that, did that, from your point of view, draw too much attention? I mean, it's an easy thing for people to latch onto, and you either like the the slogan or you didn't. Yeah. But were you kind of like, why are we talking about this so much? I'm doing other other stuff. Well, you know, I mean, I mean, we, you know, we, we make decisions at council about a whole bunch of different things, some big, some not so big. Um, you know, it's it's quite an interesting gig that way. The gambit, you know, we talk about three billion dollar budgets, or we talk about having chickens in your backyard. So it's um, this is just one of the things that that came up, and we made a decision. And in my view, it's time to move on, and uh, there'll be some interesting brand work coming out for the city, and. Uh, and let's go from there. All right, uh, we're coming up to the eight o'clock news. Can you stick around till, yeah, for, sure. uh, for a few minutes? Because I want to I want to talk to you a little bit more about the Oilers and uh, the perception of of how their performance 
fairly or unfairly maybe affects how uh, how people see the city and, and some of your other duties as as, as city councilor because I now the only other city councilor who's been on the show was Brian Anderson yeah and that was about the arena you must have we wished you around for that debate eh yeah no it's interesting and you know uh, you know I th- it was it was the right call for sure I was a uh, f- full supporter of it when I wasn't on council and now that I'm on it's uh, it's a great thing for the city all right Michael Oshry Ward 5 city councilor is in studio you can text us to 63630. I'll read a couple of texts for him when we get back as well. Kelly Moore out of CJOB ahead as well to talk about what went wrong for the Winnipeg Jets this season. Uh, now two out in the bottom of the eighth. Blue Jays trailing the Yankees 3-2. NHL playoffs start tomorrow. The Golden State Warriors tomorrow go for the record. They can get their 73rd win if they beat Memphis to eclipse the old Chicago Bulls team. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.